Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the CM360 podcast. I'm Richard Steenan, Chief Research Analyst at IT Harvest. I write books on IT security. I work with IT security technology providers on their go-to-market, and I'm a trusted advisor to VCs and private equity firms. IT Harvest is an industry analyst firm that covers over 3,600 vendors in the cybersecurity industry. In today's episode of the EM360 podcast, I'm joined by Guy Guzner, who is CEO and co-founder of Savvy Security. And we're here to discuss SaaS identity discovery and visibility. Welcome, Guy. Thank you, Richard. Great to be here on the podcast. Likewise, it's great to reconnect with somebody after so many years being in the industry. I think we met, uh, we pretty much determined when you were at Checkpoint and I was at a company called Netrix. So um, great to circle back after, I don't know, 28 years or something. Yeah, yeah. It's that, It's been that long. <laughs> we're we're uh, uh, older. Okay. So, Guy, what are the challenges with SaaS applications when it comes to security, because look at, it seems like all software is delivered as a service now, um, and obviously has different security concerns. How is this developed? Well, I think it is uh, a big change uh, since, uh, you know, when we first met 28 years ago, I think that most of technology and software is consumed as a service today. And uh, I think that the biggest challenge is, is first is to know about all those services and uh, applications. And uh, when I started looking into this, started to kind of ask ourselves how many such solutions are out there. And today I'm aware of close to 200,000 different uh, uh, SaaS solutions and uh, when uh, we look at customers and we talk with with customers we find that they're using uh, uh, it could get from hundreds to even thousands of different applications in in, uh, in, in different uh, uh, organizations and uh, so this, the first challenge is is first to understand the overall footprint of SaaS in the organization, like who is using which applications, what are those use cases. And then just from the diversity and the sheer size of it, then uh, the, the challenge is how do you can really control and govern what people are doing with those applications without uh, creating an impact for productivity and uh, innovation, because I think that today with the modern world, uh, the workforce, the people, they, they also expect that uh, solutions and technology will be uh, uh, available to them when they want to do something. If in the past, you know, when you did some kind of uh, service or something, you, you would ask this from IT and IT need to install something and provision it today, there is an expectation of uh, of a self-service approach, and, uh, and and we're seeing that 
trend that a lot of organizations, uh, in, if in the past, you know, you were talking about shadow IT and how this is something that you need to control and to restrict, today uh, organizations are thinking about this as something positive, call it uh, business-led or business-managed IT as something that you need to uh, uh, to push uh, and uh, and that creates a, a challenge for the security and the IT teams to keep track of what people are doing and uh, and to understand what are the risks with all those uh, applications and uh, I think that the the the, uh, the first risk that comes to mind when you think about those solutions is the uh, identity, because that's kind of the first thing that, that when you go and you choose some kind of a service is, is the decision which kind of a identity you use. Do you use your corporate identity? Do you use a consumer identity? How do you use this uh, uh, identity? Do you do single sign-on with your corporate environment? Do you use a social login with uh, another provider? Do you use a, a username and password? So there's a set of decisions that are not necessarily controlled and, uh, uh, and uh, tracked uh, by the organizations. And that's, that's where I think the challenges start. I'll say, <clears throat> let's go back to that discovery part. Um, I know I, I did an audit recently to just to figure out how many SaaS solutions I use in my little, you know, business such as it is. <clears throat> we spend over five thousand dollars a month on various solutions. That includes the infrastructure providers, of course. Um, but I had to do it by looking at my credit card to see what's being dinged every month. How do you do it in a huge organization where you know there's all you know financial isn't the way to go, right? It, you have to find some other way to identify all the SaaS solutions. So that's indeed a big uh, uh, challenge. And, uh, and, and and I agree. I mean, uh, if you just look at where people are making the expense, that may be too late uh, into the process because a lot of those uh, platforms allow you to onboard, use kind of a free version and you don't get to purchasing uh, until a lot later when there uh, already a substantial use of uh, this in the organization so traditionally you would look for evidence of SaaS usage using uh, standard network security tools like firewalls or next generation firewalls proxies uh Sassy solutions and 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 so on and uh, and they may provide some visibility over you know where people are going in terms of uh, what websites and and, and and addresses but it's uh, mainly based on, on the network side of it so there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, information missing like uh like i mentioned about what is the identity that people are using what kind of uh, uh data there are uh, are posting into those applications what kind of configuration changes they're making in those applications so uh, organizations may have some visibility uh, into it but what we find in a lot of cases that it's not enough and it's not covering uh, uh everything Okay, so what are the security concerns? You know, I might be using a, a what is was it Bamboo 
you know, uh, an HR um, SaaS solution, how does that even present a security issue? So the security concerns are first that when you use such an application, you have access to sensitive data. And uh, and if this uh, your identity in this access is not managed properly, you may still retain this access when you leave the company, when you change position, this access may be uh, left open and then it could be uh, compromised. Uh, the the, the uh, risk is also, as I, as I said, you use multiple uh, identities. So uh, you may uh, uh, have uh, a breach with one of these identities that is associated to another one. And then there's kind of an effect that if one is compromised, the others would also be compromised. This is exactly what happened with the recent uh, Okta breach, where someone had access to a support system, but they were using their uh, uh, their personal uh, profile on uh, Google Chrome, and uh, and and the password was synced there, and then the compromise was on their personal uh, Google account, and that allowed also access to to all the other system and to the uh, and to the incident that we all heard about. So, yeah, we spent so much time and effort trying to lock down access control both to the network and to the applications internally, then now we're, we're starting from scratch, right? Everybody's you know, using their own password policies that they make up on the fly. Um, and that, so not an act, uh, not the level of control that, that an enterprise needs. Um, so where does identity and access management sit in today's industry? And is managing identity truly truly the key to securing the SaaS sprawl? So uh, identity and access management is an important piece of the security uh, stack. And we've seen almost all of the organizations using such kind of a solution. And I think that this is a very, very good starting point when we compare ourselves to the situation when there is no... Uh, centralized management. However, those uh, solutions, uh, which already uh, exist for for several years, were not uh, designed and meant to work uh, in today's uh, environment. Where I told you there could there are two hundred thousand of different SaaS applications out there. When we go to a customer, we find may find thousands of applications, and because of the uh, approach of uh, of how those solutions are working, which is about federating uh, access and identities that requires a level of integration with each one of those applications that, uh, well, that is all right when we, uh, you have a, a small number of applications, but it really doesn't scale when we ha you have thousands of, of different applications and people using them in different contexts. And then you need to think about it uh, in a way that, uh, that uh, first, not all access will be centralized and federated. And you need to assume that uh, the solution is not just to uh, federate everything. And then you need to have uh, controls and ways to uh, uh, implement 
policies that uh, will work outside of the identity management uh, uh, process and uh, be able to, to, to effectively do, even if there is no way to integrate with, uh, with, with an application. So how do you see enterprises addressing the problem today? I'm sure they're recognizing it and trying to get their hands around all the different SaaS applications people use. The, you know, the billing and expense thing aside, the security is going to be their primary concern. What do you see them doing today? So uh, I see a lot of them uh, realizing that this is this is something that they should be looking at, and uh, and IAM is only part of the solution. So they start looking for visibility uh, using uh, traditional network security tools, and then we see customers that that, that understand that that this visibility alone is not. Uh, is not perfect. It's useful, but doesn't provide the the the, uh, uh, the full picture. And this is where we see that there is a demand for uh, another generation of uh, technologies and products that are able to pull this usage uh, using number of different uh, technologies that uh, provide more details. So we see we see things like people using browser extensions to look at what's really happening within the browser and uh, uh, and the applications accessed through that browser. We see uh, ways to look into email messages and find the uh, the proof points and, and the, the forensics of SaaS uh, application usage, because normally when you onboard an application, you get some kind of uh, message about signing up to the applications or you, you get some email notifications. So being able to collect data both from web and email together with what is known from uh, the uh, identity management platform uh, builds this complete picture of uh, SaaS uh, application across the entire organization. Do you, have, do you have companies or do you find companies that are just laying down the law and publishing a list of acceptable SaaS applications and not allowing anything else? I know I've tried to have calls with people who say, I'm sorry, I, you know, I had to get permission from IT to install Zoom so I could join this call. And is that going on a lot? Well, I think it depends on the customer profile and vertical. I think that this is kind of an old school approach where uh, we see in more uh, traditional, more regulated uh, uh, type of customers where uh, there is like a, a very hard policy of what people can use and then if people need different applications then you know they're 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 being blocked but uh we can say that the trend is is going the the opposite i think that uh, we look a lot in uh technology companies and 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 the growing uh, companies and then the approach is is the opposite is, is that we don't want to impact productivity we don't want to stop innovation so we don't want to enforce a policy telling what our employees 
can do, and uh, this is this is where we see the market moving also from the more kind of uh, old school and traditional places. They realize that in order to stay competitive in the future, they will need to provide more access. I think that's uh, one of the best examples of, of how this happens was with uh, generative AI, uh, chat GPT and other uh, services, which was, was uh, uh, adapted uh, massively very fast. And uh, it is clear that this is uh, a technology that provides a lot of benefit in terms of productivity. And it has the security concerns. And uh, and while some organizations decide to block it, everybody in the end realized that you can't ignore uh, this kind of revolution. And you need to think about how you would enable people to use such uh, applications uh, safely rather than just uh, block them. It, it, I'm reminded of when actually we were selling Ford Motor Company their first checkpoint firewall. Uh, they deployed it, and one of the use cases was they were going to block all access to the World Wide Web. And that was their solution to that you know problematic thing that was coming up back then. And uh, they still allowed email, though. So, of course, people started pr creating products that would send you web pages via email, and you'd just browse by email. It was great. There's always a workaround. There is a workaround. This is this is this is funny, but I'm sure that today, if you look at their policy, they're not blocking web access uh, uh, anymore. No, no, no. They had yeah, to. So, yep, they had to give up. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I think this is a good example of how such transformation happens in the industry, and you know the kind of controls that you had in the past that were, might have been enough like a firewall just say on the network level i either allow or block something and you have uh, 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 a very deterministic policy like this uh, are changing absolutely help me understand the process when somebody signs up with savvy you know they they reach out uh, you know, show us what you can do. You know, how do you step them through getting up and running and getting control of SaaS and security? So, Savvy uh, is a SaaS-based uh, solution. So it's kind of uh, using the kind of the problem. Also, it's kind of the solution, and the idea is to make the integration simpler, uh, simple and straightforward. When a customer comes, we need to do integration with a few of their APIs just so we can learn about their identity environment, workspace environment like Office 365, Google Workspace to understand the users, understand you know what people are doing. And then we have our browser extension, which is uh, deployed silently across uh, uh, those organizations using standard endpoint uh, and browser management tools, and uh, and and that's basically it. Because the first step uh, in each one of these journeys is just to gain the visibility of what's going on. Because before you can make any other decisions, first you need to be aware, and these things needs to be visible. 
And uh, when we yeah, you gotta you gotta know what you don't know exactly. And when we go to customers, you know, doing this SaaS based integration and and uh, and you know deploying those those extensions, we can do this within a single meeting. And then from there, they see the extent of their problem. I'm sure it's always a surprise, right? And always. Always a surprise. Uh, I can tell you that, uh, and, and, and that's interesting because we were talking about how identity management solutions are solving some of the problem, but we've seen that even in the places where people have federated the access of some of those uh, applications and uh, they have them under control, but still in uh, 25% of those applications, people still had some ways to have direct access to those applications, either through uh, misconfiguration in the application itself or, or other instances of that same application. So uh, even if uh, the management and the governance solutions exist, uh, our solution also is able to see if they are in uh they are implemented correctly and uh, there are no uh no implementations or other errors and that's also important is there a way to layer in additional security so you know a, a SaaS application might just have username and password and and yet company policy could easily be the multi-factor can you layer that in to a federated system so that people still have to sign in with that second factor yeah that's that's part of, of what we're doing is 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 uh, yeah when we understand what is the access that someone has to an application whether a multi-factor uh, authentication is uh, enabled or not and then we also able to provide guidance on how to uh, enable it or how to uh, change it according to the uh, to the company policy. So that's that's the second part is once you have the visibility for all those conditions where people are not using multi-factor authentication or they've been reusing their corporate uh, credentials with someone else or using compromised weak accounts, then it's also about how to engage end users and help them remediate this problem using this uh, self help approach that guides those users in real time. So uh, it's not something that uh, the IT, the help desk and the security operation teams need to, to handle, and you can offload that from them. Got it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Guy. I uh, really appreciate learning about SaaS security, so, which is frankly a, a new sector. Uh, that I track. And also thank you to everyone who's listening. We hope you took a lot away from today's podcast. And for further information on what we've talked about, please head on over to savvy.security. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head on over to em360tech.com.